I had a good friend tell me who was a VP at a banker and he quit to go into comedy. He said, this society doesn't necessarily like it when you say no to money. And I thought, oh, that's so interesting. Where you, you trade in, you think, I don't care if it's $200,000 a year. I value my free time or value my time to be creative. And I thought that is true. Hello, and welcome to Small Answers, where we share stories about big life questions. I'm Steph, and today's episode is about a woman who had a good-paying job in banking and decided to give it all up to teach yoga and holistic nutrition. In the meantime, healing herself from a family history of abuse. She ended up broke and had to pick herself up and start all over again. I'm excited to share this story with you and to talk to Saida Hafiz. Saida Hafiz, educator, holistic nutrition, and yoga. She's the author of The Healing, a memoir of food, family, and yoga. Saida's memoir deals with difficult topics, from abuse and alcoholism to failure and authenticity. Yet through it all, Saida's voice was captivating, and I couldn't put it down. There's a lot in this book that resonated with me, and that echoes themes you've seen on Small Answers. Today we'll focus on how Saida also said no to money, and instead forged her own path, defying family and cultural expectations. The book opens when Saida is 23 and living her own corporate success story. She was making it with a good job at a corporate bank in her own apartment, but after a few years, she gave that up. I also had that idea of success, and I tried those shoes on, and they didn't fit, or they hurt my feet. I kept thinking, okay, I'll try something else on, or something would pull me. And then I felt like I was meeting a lot of people where I got the notion, oh, different people really are different people. Like, everyone's different. And then I started seeing so many different ways to live. And I thought, oh, okay, there really are different ways to live. It's not just banking nine to five. But a lot of people get trapped into that. Saida's realization came out of a number of classes on cooking, yoga, and holistic living. Saida signed up for those classes after college in order to learn how to provide for herself. My question was, okay, now I'm in the corporate world. How do I take care of myself? Because I work a lot with corporate men, and they seemed fast and furious. It was banking. So I really wanted to find a good way to have energy and take care of myself. And so that's how it all started. When she arrived at her first cooking class, she realized she had accidentally signed up for a macrobiotic class that emphasized the power of food to really nurture your body. Saida was hooked. She had secretly believed in the power of food to nurture and heal, and the class confirmed these beliefs. While Saida was making changes to her diet from what she'd learned, she had a breakdown on a city bus. Each ding requesting a stop sparked vivid and violent memories from her childhood. Saida had grown up in a chaotic home in Pittsburgh. She had witnessed her father regularly beating her mom until her mother finally left when Saida was 11. Saida propelled herself through high school and college and into banking. At first, she felt like she was making it. She was a proud career woman. Outside work, though, she was diving deeper and deeper into yoga and holistic nutrition. It was helping her figure out who she really was and what she wanted. Banking was a, quote, good career, as Saida had been a good student and a good daughter growing up. In my favorite passage of the book, 
Zaida describes how she needed to break away from that one-dimensional role of good girl. She writes, My new holistic lifestyle demanded that I become more of who I really am, not just good, but authentic. I don't feel like I'm living someone else's life, and I feel like when things are introduced or imposed upon me to kind of live someone else's agenda, I'm not interested. And I don't feel like I have to fight against them. It's just like, oh, that's not for me, which I don't think was always the case. I just think there's this element of beauty and power to just be who you are. For whatever reason, it's valued within myself, and, and I value that in other people. When working at the bank, Saida had a mentor, Ted, who always said to her, work your ass off, save money, and marry a good black man. He told her that her future husband wouldn't want her vegetarian macrobiotic cooking, and that she should eat more meat. Five years after her first cooking class, and ten years into her banking career, Saida quit to become a certified yoga instructor. She moved to Atlanta to work as a live-in macrobiotic chef, teach yoga, and holistic nutrition. It was a challenging period. Saida ran out of money, even cashing in her 401k, and ended up moving back to Pittsburgh without a job. In low moments like these, Saida wondered if there was a family curse and whether she could escape it. Her father was an alcoholic, and her siblings have struggled with drug and alcohol addiction. And I just, I, I did, I, and maybe even sometimes still do think, when's the shoe going to really fall for me? Am I just going to follow the same path? Part of me sometimes feels like maybe I had a different constitution than my siblings. After a few more ups and downs, Saida moved to California, where she now works for the San Francisco School District, bringing holistic health and nutrition to kids. I asked how things have changed for her. She works with a very diverse team, but still issues can come up. I don't have to take it on anymore. Where before, um, you can just feel shameful of like, oh, the, you know, when racism's happening to you, you do, you just feel shameful about it. Um, the same with the domestic violence aspect, like, oh, I got to wear this. But when it was happening, I just very clear. I was like, oh, that's an other person's problem. They have area of growth. I thought, oh, okay, that is growth, you know, coming from within and not necessarily blaming the person because I completely understand where that person's coming from. And so that's what I'm saying. It's a chance for us to actually to learn and grow on both sides. I think the more I express my authentic self without fear, I kind of live in a bubble of sorts where I know people can be racist, I know these things can be said or that can happen, but I don't necessarily feel like it has to affect my joy. Saida's mentor at the bank, Ted, had seen her as a protege. He wanted her, like him, to have a successful career for herself, but also as an example for other college-educated black youth. He was unsupportive and disappointed when Saida quit banking to pursue yoga and nutrition. Not supportive at all in this because, yeah, there's a script of how, and it's interesting, you know, we're talking during the Martin Luther King Jr. birthday weekend, there were different black leaders who are saying, okay, we need to uplift the race based on, you know, from slavery and reconstruction and all that. So people were encouraged to follow a certain prescribed path so that you have representation in the banking industry. Mm -hmm. 
So often being sort of the only one or, or a few, there's just like a burden. Like what I would say would not just be what I thought it was other people would interpret it as this is what blacks thinks. Yeah, you had to represent the whole race. Mm -hmm. And you couldn't do anything, say, in banking, as an intern, if I uh, screwed up, maybe they wouldn't want to have another black person be an intern in the whole bank. Like, oh, that didn't work. We're not going to hire anymore. But that would never happen for other people. They wouldn't, you know, cancel out a whole race. So that was... That's a lot of that, pressure. That's a burden. Holy. Saida was used to shouldering this burden in many spheres of her life, from being one of just a few black employees in banking after college, to often the only black person in her cooking and yoga classes. Get practice being the other for a long time, and even in um, high school, there were times where you know I may have been the only black in a certain class or something like that. Sometimes I don't know if people want to connect to me because they think I'm exotic, mm -hmm. and then so they're not really seeing me, but they're seeing that oh now they get to be this cool liberal person. So I'm on guard. I think I, being the other often, I had a defensiveness that I didn't know I would label as defensive. Mm -hmm. And so um, I'm learn I've learned that about myself and I try not to be as defensive. Because so I think, what do they want to know? Or why are they asking me all these questions? But also I think through it, I learned the skill set of how to take those questions and make them conversations and more meaningful and actually see that person too, mm -hmm. not just see them as someone just, try, you know, being offensive or, but yeah. So yeah, behind sort of the being African American female beyond that, there's a spiritual connection or uh, mm -hmm. the human connection. Before the book, while Saida was studying yoga and holistic nutrition and making these big life changes, Saida's mom would deny the abuse that Saida had witnessed as a child. She rebuffed Saida's attempts to talk honestly and try and heal together. So I asked Saida how her mom reacted to the book. You know, she's coming from a lot of fear and defensiveness. And I think now I, I get it even more. And then after her reading the book, she asked me a question. She's like, was I, was I like that? What did you say? And, and I was like, that's my interpretation of how you were with us. And she also, she didn't deny. She's like, I did say those things. And I think she was asking, did her character appear that way, the way I portrayed it? And I said, that was my, you know, ex experience. And now she's, um, has said, she thinks that it can be a tool for a lot of women and their children who have suffered at the hands of domestic violence. And so just very supportive in getting the story out there. She doesn't seem to feel embarrassed or ashamed or anything. And there's a line in the book that I um, say about we're all victims of victims. We do our best with it. And, um, and so that was nice <clears throat> to get that uh, support. What is your relationship with your mom like now? Mm. It's not a Hollywood ending. Uh, by any stretch of the imagination. For as much as I have grown and healed with things, I'm not ready to have an intimate, you know, talk every week kind of conversation with her. So for now, we have some love each other at a distance space. Yes, yeah, so, and that, that's good for, that works for me, but I can't say I win, you know, in this mm -hmm. case, you, you know, if you don't have a, 
good relationship or close relationship with your mother. It's not winning um, by any means. Reading her memoir and talking to Saida left me with the impression of a woman that really has figured it out. Do I have it figured out? Not necessarily. However, I'm not worried that I don't have it figured out. I'm really excited about what's presented. Mm -hmm. And I think the thing that I feel the most is how joyous it is to participate in the day. Like if that's figured out, then maybe. Yeah, I feel so lucky to know that the present is a present. It really is a gift. I was inspired by Saida's story. If you too are intrigued by what you heard, I really, really recommend reading the book. You can buy it at saidahafiz.com or on Amazon. If you liked this story or previous Small Answers podcasts, please think about reviewing us on iTunes. Believe it or not, it makes a huge difference for us. Thanks for listening.